Well, you're good. You're doing really good. Um, okay. Good job. Um, so Patrick Henry then became an integrated school. Uh, their staffs, you know, integrated. And then eventually there were some white kids in Cochrane. So, of course, they went to Patrick Henry, but it wasn't long before they moved out, though. You know, moved south, really. But um, then Franklin stayed? Franklin stayed black a, a long time. I wonder why they did it that way. Well, that's, you have to remember now that the, your white kids were on the south side. They were on the south side, and, and um, they, they integrated. Was Franklin so much further north? Than Franklin's at 19th and Franklin, honey. But 19th where, so where was Patrick Henry? 1220 North 10th. Patrick Henry is 1220 North 10th. Okay. Cochran is right behind it. You don't know where that is, right? If you go was the Cochrane Projects, housing okay, so projects. And it was more white. It was more white than black, you know. And then eventually the whites moved out from down there and the blacks took over down there. So it was no problem really integrating Patrick Henry because the whites were already there. Yes. They were already there, and you still had the people the, went within their neighborhoods. Right first. then, okay. right then, but they did integrate the staffs first. So they did have white teachers coming or being assigned to Patrick Henry, and there were white teachers assigned to Franklin, yeah. but no children acted, no. and oh, gradually. The white teachers at Franklin. Oh yes. And finally, did they get white students? Yeah, right. uh, through busing. Let me ask you something. If it was really obvious that they took the darker teachers yeah. and put them in Franklin, yeah. do you think they really did take the darker teachers and put them in Franklin? They did. I that's mean, what I'm they, telling you, oh, they did. I thought you were just teasing them. Oh, no, they oh, did. They, they <laughs> yeah, did. that's why we were teasing them. Okay. Yeah, they did. All right. He did it. Did he go to Franklin because you said he was Mister, light? Yeah, he oh, did. <laughs> yeah, he did. But he was like, you yeah, you were right. You took care of us. And then when they integrated staffs and, and, and children and stuff, he went, he was transferred to another school and we got another principal. He was good, though. He was good. He was really good. I mean, we, you're laughing, but yeah. how did you feel, really? How did I feel yeah. then? Yeah. Well, I, I really didn't have any, any problems with that. Not really. Why not? Well, in our neighborhood. Let me go back to the neighborhood where I lived. Okay, I lived, when I lived at 4334 40, St. Louis Avenue, which is in the middle of the block. Then we moved to 4288 St. Louis Avenue, which was at the um, east end of the block. Okay, I lived on St. Louis Avenue between Lambden and Newstead. Lambden and Newstead, okay, right? That's a block. Half of St. Louis Avenue from where I lived at 4334, okay, half of that block, was white, okay. When you moved in, yeah, well, it was white. Could you could you give me a decade? Yeah, it's okay. No, it was in the. Let's see, it would be the forties and fifties. Forties okay. and fifties, right? Forties and fifties. Century. Give me a century. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whatever century. What the forties would be the twentieth. Okay, yeah, twentieth century, right? Okay. Um, and then we were sandwiched on either side from Lamb from Lambden 
on down to the river, I guess, was white. And from Newstead on out to King's Highway was white. The neighborhood, the neighborhood yeah. that whole neighborhood was, was white folks. They were white folks at that time that lived in that area, what you would call middle class. They were middle class people. Um, middle class whites. So they were not poor. You know, I didn't know they were poor whites. It was a lot. Let me tell you, and this is this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, okay, when when I was, well, I got to be principal. Okay, not and they transferred. Yeah, okay, I was a principal. Oh, I slept. Oh, okay. Oh, well, let me let me go back. I'm sort of hopping around a little bit because I, I was trying to tell you that I never knew there were poor white folks. Remember, my father worked for rich white folks, and that was the only contact I had with white mm -hmm. folks. Okay, I lived in a neighborhood where, on either side of us, lived middle class white folks. Okay, rich white folks know you'll never catch them. Middle class white folks have no problems dealing with you because they figure you never catch them either. So they treated you okay. So I was treated okay. I didn't have any problems really dealing with white folks. We didn't go to school with them, so I, I didn't know, okay? So that's my background with, with white folks. I, I, again, I'm repeating myself. I never knew there were poor white folks, okay? Now, it is in, I went to Patrick Henry in 1980 as, I became a principal in, I became a principal in seven, well let's see, I was assistant principal for 70, 72 and, no, 74, I think was my first experience. I was assistant principal, then I became Principal, okay. Um, when I was I was assigned the principalship to Patrick Henry in 1980. Okay, right. Okay, so that was when you came from over from, from Franklin, yeah, because I was principal at Franklin too. So at that at that time, oh, okay. What ha let me tell you what happened. Um, the 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 courts, you know, this whole DSEG thing was in the courts. And the courts wanted to know that particular year, 80, in that particular year, that, that first part of the year when, when the board went before the courts for a review of how the DSEG program was going. By this time, the schools were integrated with staff and students, blah, 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 blah. So the board had to make a report in terms of, of how the program was going. What came out was that black children were being bus to the south side to bring about integration, but there were no white kids from the south side being bused to the north side to bring about integration. So the courts wanted to know, okay, uh, what, what, what's going on here? And so the board said, but we do have a school where, where whites on the south side were being bused on into a school on the north side. And that school was Patrick Henry. Okay? That that was the school where where whites from the south side were bused into a north side school to bring about integration. Okay? So um 
my supervisor, and I don't call names on this one though, but anyway, my supervisor who was just great, he was, he was great. I wouldn't exchange him for the world. He was trying to prepare me. You don't want to give his name? Oh, no, 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 no. He was trying to prepare me. He's a good guy, white guy, good. He was great. He was great. He was trying to prepare me, so he said, okay, now, Eula, you're going to get these, these kids from the south side. And I'm saying, yeah, okay, all right. So he said, now, are you, are you, are you ready for this? I'm saying, oh, I guess so. And uh, so we were reviewing the south side. South Side, where you have white supremacists and you had Ku Klux Klan and you had all those folks, you know. So, and then you had poor folks. So he said, Now, are you, are you sure you ready? I said, Well, yeah. He said, Have you ever been among poor whites? I said, I didn't know there are any poor whites. <laughs> he said, Well, <laughs> you are in for shock. <laughs> I just, I just never knew there were poor white folks, and honey, they were poor, and they brought with them their prejudices and their everything. They brought them with them. My assistant, they gave me an assistant, and this was a white guy, white man. They gave me an assistant, an assistant. So when the buses all pulled up, you know, we were on TV and all that jab, you know, and. Uh, White kids came in with their parents. Their parents uh, would drive by the school in cars, you know, to, to see the school where their little angels were coming. And they were just, they were just, they were, they were interesting. They, uh, they just could not believe the fact that uh, the principal of this school, not only was the principal a woman, but a black woman. They just, they couldn't get rid of that. But, um, and the children. <laughs> You're having trouble describing your parents. It's like you want to say something, but you don't want to say it. <laughs> you just uh, say it. It was a poor, poor white trash that just couldn't get accustomed to the fact that here was a black woman principal. But they, they the attitude that they gave to the children was, you do not have to mind her. You don't have to do what she says because she's black and she's a woman. It did not make any difference that I am the principal. I am qualified to be a principal. I'm educated. I'm et cetera, et cetera. The fact still remains that I was a black woman. So they, uh, they wanted to make an issue out of that, but it just didn't turn out that way because the children knew that I was genuinely concerned about them and their welfare. And the children, um, I'm a disciplinarian, very strict disciplinarian. They understood I had rules. I didn't have the five, very easy rules. Five rules is all I had. Respect, dignity, the golden rule. Um, they had to, I had a saying that says, do what you're supposed to do. Um, nobody watching you. Just do what you're supposed to do. That's all. There's no problem. And you could never run in that school. You had to walk. You had to walk everywhere. You had to walk everywhere. Well, that was for their safety. So they understood that. They, they understood that. Um, I was able to win the children over. And then the children, in turn, 
won the parents over. How, how did you win the children over? Fair, just being fair. Being you, fair, treat, treating them with respect. Can you give mm -hmm. any examples, simple ones? I mean, it doesn't have to be, um, out, you know. Just, just when, when, okay, let's say that a white kid is reported by the teacher for whatever infraction of the rule. Okay, I would always say to the child, okay, um, what, what, I would give the child a chance to explain his or her side. I would listen to the teacher, but I would also give the child a chance to explain his or her side. I would bring them both, I would listen to each one separately, then I would bring them both in so they could face each other. And the teacher could give her point of view, the child could give his or her point of view. Then when they would get through, I would simply go to, um, it was usually an infraction of doing what you're supposed to be doing without anybody watching you to see to it that you do it. That, that was generally an infraction of that route. So what I would have the children to do is, um, okay, which one of these five rules did you break? Did you break the one with respect? I believe in the ideals of good citizenship. Well, they would have to say that. Um, did you respect uh, uh, doing to others as you would have in the, one of the rules they had to, I said, okay, now, which one of these rules do you feel that uh, you broke? There was an infraction of the rules. And usually, they were pretty honest. And they were honest because I was the kind of administrator that did not stay in the office. I was either in the rooms, in the hall, on the playground, in the cafeteria. So they so, said you might have seen them. <laughs> I did. You know, I'd see them, I'd see them, I'd see them. After school, I'm saying go straight home. They're on the street corner, going to sit up and fight. I'm looking out the window, so I'd see them. So they knew I knew them. They, they, knew, they, they knew they couldn't get by me. So I would just say, okay, now, now, what were you supposed, okay, when the teacher left the room, you said teacher left the room, this occurred, blah, 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 okay. What were you supposed to be doing? What, what were the instructions? When, when the teacher left the room, what were the instructions? What were you supposed to be doing? Why, well, I, I, you know, I, okay, when they get through it all that, I go, but what were you supposed to be doing? Well, I was supposed to be, okay, now what were you doing? Well, he hit me. <laughs> when, it would, when, when I would finally end up, the child would say, well, I was, I was wrong. But by the same token, I had the teacher. You know, I'm saying to the teacher, um, why were you out of the room? You know, what, what, why, why, why were you out of the room? Um, then when you went back to the room, did you, uh, get everybody involved and find, you know, teacher. So where did you break the rule? No. Did you do this in front of sure. the child? Sure, sure, sure. Have the teachers like you? Fine. Fine. Fine, yeah, because they knew I was fair. So you, you know I was that fair. the children went home and? Were fair and told their parents. You know, when, when teachers sometimes would send parents home, I mean send children home and have parents to come over, again, all three were in front of the parents. You know, all everybody. You know, we all meet. So you tell so, the honesty. Yeah. So the honesty. so you you could see in what way that you had somehow won the parents over too. Because way? the pa the children would tell the parents. Um, no, I understand that, but how did you see 
I mean, in front, in front, like for oh, example. Right. How did you then see from the parents? How could you tell that, that the parents? Because they start being on my side. On my side, they start being on my side, and they would tell other parents, "All she wants them to do is learn and act like they had good sense." Because I would say, "I intend for these children to learn." When they leave Patrick Henry and go to some integrate, go to some school in the county, I want my children to be able to stand toe to toe with any child from a county school. They've got to be able to do that. You yeah. Well, first of all, yeah. I think we did this, and I kind of forgot the dates. We're talking. Uh, you're talking 50s. Yeah, yeah. We and integration. You're talking 60s, okay. more 70s. Mm -hmm. You're hitting late 60s, 70s, yeah. and That's 80s. What we're about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and real, real integration for me was like the 80s. Do you think? That, or what do you think are the differences between white people and black people? There aren't any differences other than outside skin color because they're all human beings. Right. We're all human beings mm -hmm. and we all bleed if we're cut. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to the teachings. Do you think that in schools, there's a difference in, I'm asking this. In the way the teachers perceive children? Well, not only the way teachers perceive children, black and white, but the way children have been taught, taught raised, cultures, Mm -hmm. So that when they get to kindergarten, mm -hmm. or they get to mm -hmm. some grade in school, mm -hmm. it's already set. Um, I had a, I had the first person that I interviewed actually was a, a black teacher mm -hmm. who who felt that that there was a difference, and that um, a, a difference a, how a difference in in the way children. Had been raised. Okay. Um, a difference in what they had already learned. Okay. Um, a difference in um, ways of acting. Okay. Uh, he okay. gave an example, which um, I would like to tell you about, and then it, it, it's it's a way of starting this. Uh -huh this conversation um, or this process of thought that I want to follow for a minute, uh, that like um, boys, black, young black kids, have a way of um, oh, getting in each other's face and fussing with each other mm -hmm. and teasing each other and it looks like they're going to have a fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, he even had a, a name for it. It was mm -hmm. called woofing. Mm -hmm. and, and he said that a black teacher knows that they're, that's their way of getting along mm -hmm. at the moment and that there's nothing going to go on from there. Mm -hmm. But a white teacher doesn't know that mm -hmm. and she thinks that they're going to fuss mm -hmm. and have a fight. Mm -hmm. Therefore, she's going to mm -hmm. 
treated in a different react. Mm -hmm. react in a different way. Mm -hmm. And maybe uh, he didn't say this, mm -hmm. so I'll just stop there. But I was mm -hmm. going to say, I was going to say, make something more out of it. Yeah, send them to the principal to get suspended, yeah, right? Like, like that, that because when, of dis when, disruptive yes, behavior. When, when uh, the black teacher, it, it would subside if mm -hmm. let alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Is, is there any? Is there any? Um, Reason for that? No. Is there any? Is is that is that a valid? Yeah, yeah. That's a valid. That's valid. But but it goes back to the fact of um, of 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 aggressiveness. Blacks have had to to sort of fight and claw their way their way through, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so these. These black kids, uh, unfortunately, and then woofing is really something that's just that's current with this generation of blacks. Well, this was a this was a man that's um, somewhere between yours and my age, whatever mm -hmm. your age is. Mm -hmm. I don't know, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> mm -hmm. but um, so he's in his like seventies. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And so when he this was in the fifties that he's talking. Well, now that depended on where he was. That depended on where. Well, l let me what school he was. I told this story to another woman that I was in, and she didn't get it at first. I mean, it was like I, I uh -huh. thought, well, I explained it wrong. You know, no, was this a black woman? Mm -hmm. Well, see, she may not have been in that. And she wasn't a teacher, but but what she we then came up with uh -huh. was that this is also a class. Thing. Yeah, right. She's because right. she said, "Well, the same as you." She started out saying, "Yeah, oh, well, that's an aggressive thing." And then right. she said, "My my children weren't taught to fight." And then right. thinking, you know, yeah, I, right. I, I was a learning process, like talking mm -hmm. to you today is a learning process. Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, she's right. It is more or less a class type of thing. Um, um, let's see, a more um, I don't like to say I don't like that word lower class. Um, um, where they've been a little... Mm, Maybe education right. has gone back... No, no, it's not that. It's, okay, it it's was, economics. It was economics. It's, it's, it's more or less an economic problem. In terms of the, the, the ones who are less blessed, I'll say, economically have a tendency to be aggressive and ready to fight and and that's the way they express themselves you know in in this in this um like in the boxing world you know mm -hmm. power uh, but these whatever. children really weren't they but that but that's you, the way you know they than yeah i know what it is it's 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 well it's 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 um it's i understand it's uh um uh, See what word can I use to really explain? Running off at the mouth, mm -hmm. you know, just mouthy, running off at the mouth. That's all it is, really. Man, so and so and so. Is it different and, than joining? Joining is different than what? Joining, joining, joining. Is that? Oh, joining. Not joining. J o i n. I thought joining. I'm not familiar with that term. It, it's jawing. They, they sometimes they said jawing, J-A-W-I-N-G. Well, it's really just mouthing off. 
running off at the mouth. That's what it really smart is. With each other. Yeah, smart ass. But well, well, well <laughs> it's on the table. Ah! Oh well, yeah, it's smart. It no, that's right. Smart. No, that wouldn't be me. Smart, smart talking. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Just. You know, I'm I'm better than you. You better than me. Let's prove who's the baddest. All that old kind of stuff. But it's it really it's it's just it's just a way expression. of right right. It's a way of expression. And when I say economically, it gets it it deals with um, you'll find well not really so because I was giving a sick kids who are on welfare, but that's not right because uh, they have excellent parents also. It's just having to be economically. But oh, children who come maybe from a home where the, where the parents are always fighting back and forth or, or cussing back and forth. Communications. It's, yeah. it's a lack of communication skills. Yes. Okay. That's what it now, is. Now, um, so the reason I brought it up mm -hmm. was we were Mm-hmm. Where about teachers, white teachers, right, 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 right. Um, you you get past that though because I had to. Uh, well, I didn't have to, but I was invited to uh, a couple of county schools to do in service with the staff there. In terms, especially when you begin to get a large influx of black kids into the suburban areas with these schools and and the teachers. They were honest. They really didn't know how to handle it because they were not accustomed to our culture in that's, terms that's of, yeah, they just really weren't accustomed. Now, we're about, we, okay, I, for, oh, here's a good, okay, I had to get used to, um, the, the white kids do, do the same thing, but they do it in a little different manner. Um, white kids would get in front of, okay, white kids, face and they would basically do the same thing but now the only the only the only difference i think between um now black kids do it and really do not end up fighting because they don't take it personally white kids will do it and really end up fighting now they 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 may not fight at school because i did not permit it they did not fight on the bus because I put them off, so they didn't do that. So what they would do is wait until they got off that bus, and then they run kids home and catch them and beat them up and things of that nature. So when when they would jaw each other or, or, or mouthing each other, woofing each other, um, the end result sometimes would, would really go into a fight because they would get real personal. You know, they, yeah, they would, they would be, they would get real. I'm talking about white on white. Yeah, they would, they could, they could get very, very insulting. And, and they had a, a, a way of, um, don't let a child have a, a Physical handicap. They, oh, they, they were cruel. They would, they would be very cruel with each other if there was a physical yes. handicap. Mm -hmm. You know, I heard this once and and uh, came out of a hospital setting where the people worked in the uh, where the babies are. What, what was that section called? In the maternity, maternity wards, maternity areas where babies are born. 
And um, this, this, the observation was, and if I'm not mistaken, they had, uh, somebody had done uh, a study on that, and so they had statistical information said when a white child is born, the mother wanted to know was the, was the child physically okay? Was that child physically all right? When a black child was born, the mother wanted to know what shade of complexion that child was. You know, um, that, that I found that interesting because uh, I just found that interesting in terms of 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 a uh, of physical handicap. It seems as though uh, from a very limited study that. Whites were very concerned about physical uh, disabilities or physical handicaps or physical something, yes. whereby the black parent was concerned about the shade of complexion because in their minds, or in our minds, we have been taught that here again, if you're light or white, you're right. If you're brown, stick around, you're black, stay black. That's, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess with the white race, everybody's white anyway. I mean, the color wouldn't, wouldn't make any difference, but the physical makeup would, wouldn't make a difference. So you found that sort of permeating, probably undercover, undercover. But uh, if, if there was a physical handicap, that, that white child would lay on that child. I had to really deal with that a, a couple of times. And I, I had to say to them, before you leave this world, you don't know. You may have an, a handicap similar to that or worse. And we're, and I would always have to go back to we're all God's creation. We're the way the Lord made us. And, and we, we can't change that. But because this person may be physically different from you, doesn't mean that, that, that he or she is any less of a person. We are God's creation. The Lord didn't make anything ugly. So we're all beautiful people. I, I would have to go into that kind of spiel for them to, to back up off of that. I think, I think why this area of mm -hmm. people being different or perceived mm -hmm. differently is because I think so many misunderstandings Right. And right. And, and myths, and myths that have been handed down through generations. Yeah, but I think another teacher um, told me that uh, when he was a vice principal, principal at, at Webster, mm -hmm. a black teacher, and he was like in charge of the class, the behavior. Yeah, behavior disorder, maybe. Mm -hmm. And he said that, that the children that were bused out there mm -hmm. were
then because of, of uh, family now, I'm, I'm, I guess you could um, I know it's just a word, but I don't mm -hmm. know if poor folk are the same as trash. <laughs> I don't think oh, so. Oh, I see. You know, no, I, I don't think so. I think, I think it's, yeah. Poor and yeah, yeah, because that's true. That um, is true. Um, you know, it's the one advantage, and, and this, this is a, a prejudice type of view on my part, so I, I have to take a complete responsibility for this statement. Um, the one advantage I believe that white people have, I don't care if they're poor, middle class, I'll, I'll say poor white trash. Anytime that poor white trash, quotation marks, person want to move from there, he can or she can. Um, but now a black person, I don't care how deep the desire to move, he may or may not, because it is a white man's world. You know, the, the sky, there is no limit to, to where he can go. He can be on the streets today in the gutter, in the gutter. He can come out that gutter, go take him a good hot bath, clean himself up, put a suit on him, and he can become president. Now, a black man, that road is, is just not that easy. So in my book, there is no excuse, no excuse, no reason why you have to be poor white trash, because you do not have to be. The world is yours. You can walk up, I use another example Boys. here. It's a baseball game. That, 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 that white, white guy can, can walk up to the bat, and, the, and this is just hypothetical. And they'll put him on first. You know, he can, he, they'll put him on first. That, that black guy can walk up there, and he's got to earn his way to first. And, and, and that's, that's life. Uh, he, he has, when he walks up to the bat, he's got one strike already against him. He's black. That white guy can walk up to the bat, there are no strikes against him. He, he has to swing out, but there, there, there are no strikes. They don't start equal. They just do not start equal. You, um giving me your opinion. That's just my opinion. That but may not be factual. But I don't see what, why is, why did you say that this was a racist remark? Because it, it, it is not necessarily true. It, it is not necessarily true. But it, from what experiences, from what I, I mean, have I experienced. I don't know I see it as a racist remark. I just see it as your opinion. Well, it's, You're, it's, you're it's, saying that he should be able to get himself up and uh, I, I'm, I am saying that there's no excuse for him to be where he is. There, there's no excuse. I guess if I said there's no excuse for a black man to be where he is, then you would interpret that as racist. I'm no. To understand what oh, saying. why do I say it's racist? Right. Mm, okay, I said that I think that's a racist opinion.
because I do not feel that that black trash, I'll just say white trash, black trash, if that, I do not feel that that black trash would get the same consideration as that white trash. Oh, well, you, you did not use the word black trash. Yeah, so I didn't think so. Okay, right, okay, okay, now, yeah. What's the difference right. between poor black, poor white, and using the word trash in there? I'm, I know the, I know the, um, I know what I think, but what do we really say? Um, Just so we're thinking the same thing. Let's say, let's deal with economically. Uh, let me put it in the in the spirit of economics. Oh, well, that's not a good. No, it thing. really isn't. It's an. Oh, uh, let's way put. Of, uh, it's a way of. Um, mm, not a quite. It's, let's see. I don't know. Let me see my terminology, my vocabulary. What word can I pull up out of my vocabulary? That well, you know, I think no matter. I think no matter what your economic status is. Yeah, you don't have. Yeah, because we were class. Yeah, because we were poor now. But we weren't can, trashy, but, but we you were can poor. Get class. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's economics without class. Uh, without well, that's a that's a good one. Or without because um, you, you can have nothing and still have class. Right. That's right. So it would it would have to be. Oh. <laughs> well, as long as we know what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That, I'm I'm going to ponder that. Yes. I've got to find a word for that. All right. I'm okay. sure there's something in the vocabulary um, to deal with that. That's good see. thinking. That's good. That's, uh, that's good. That's good. I bet y'all come up with something. <laughs> Let me know Interview me a little later on. <laughs> you know, okay. um, it's 3 o'clock. I have no place to Detail. I, This home. lady was, if I'm not there, she'll, she'll go on and I'll just reschedule right. the this, appointment. Let's go, if you don't mind, let's talk about class within the black community or within the white community or how how it differs or oh, how do, do you meet I mean how, yeah, how okay. do you and I how do okay. you and I know, know that we're going to um, have, have an acquaintance and, and maybe a, you know like a friendship or, I mean mm -hmm. why are we why able us? to sit in because we, we can communicate we can communicate because you have an open mind an open mind. Um, I can communicate because I have an open yes, mind. I, was say, I have an open, open mind. Yeah, I have an open mind. Class. And another thing, because we want to. No, but these are okay. I th and I think if you want to, you can do. Your mind becomes open. You're right. Right. So your wanting, I right. think, comes before. Even the mind being open. Right, right, that open right, your mind, right, 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 right. And then again, that goes back. I think all it all reverts back to uh, how you're taught at home. Yes. To a degree. Sometimes. To a degree, the foundation is laid there, and and it's just like building a house. The bricks are laid there, and how those bricks are laid, and then what those bricks are made of, um, what are the bricks made of? Well, love, respect, um, self-esteem, uh, uh, and then of course eventually comes in 
education. Well, you got some educated fools too. They don't have it in class. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, think, I think it goes. It goes back to that. It it goes back to that foundation teaching. Um, Let's see, I, I hear a lot of people talk about, and this is both races, talk about self-esteem. Uh, they, they don't feel good about themselves, okay. In our household, we never had that problem. My mother taught us, you're God's creation, that within itself makes you somebody, so you don't have to prove anything to anybody else. The only person you're in competition with is yourself. How can you make yourself better? Not in competition with comparing. You, you don't compare yourself. You compare yourself with yourself. You do not compare yourself with somebody else over here. Okay, and then she would always, well, see, here again, we'd always go back to, to uh, Christianity and, and to, to God, to, to, to God. I could read before I went to school because my mother read the Bible to us. And in reading to us from the Bible, she taught us the words. So words are words. I don't care what setting they're in. Um, C-A-T is cat. Whether you see it in the Bible or a book or school or whatever, it's still cat, you see. So we were taught, we were taught the fact that you are God's creation, that within itself makes you somebody. So you don't have to prove anything to anybody else. You're in competition with yourself in terms of how can you make yourself a better person? What can you do to make yourself a better person? So in class, in that context says, how you treat someone else is basically a reflection of how you feel about yourself. So if you feel good about you, you're going to treat that next person with respect and with dignity and with, with whatever it takes to make them feel good about themselves. Golden ring. You know, we're talking about there's two kinds of class. Okay, let's let's there's, pursue that. There's class, what you're talking about, and, mm -hmm. talking about and then there's that other class. Or they don't quite see it that way. But then the that's that. The, but, the, well, but that's their teaching too. That that's that. You're well, talking about the level of the class. Well, I'm talking about like lower, middle, upper. Yeah, those are levels. Class. Those yes. are levels. Yeah. Okay, those are levels. Am I talking? Are we talking about two different kinds of class? Well, I'll, you you We're call talking, it lower, middle, no, no, and upper. But, but I think there's two. There's two kinds of class that we're talking about. We're talking about there's three of those, but I'm talking about two different kinds. The class of which within yourself, you know. But I think there's a. It's all mixed up with the, I mean, the economic, there's a lower, middle, upper economic. As the class. class, okay. And then there's the class. Within oneself. Right, that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I saw you're doing things. class, right, yes. okay. So, 
Okay, so the class that I was talking about was the self class. Right, right. Now the other class, which is really based on economics, that's a different kind of class. Yes, I think that kind of class uh -huh. you're talking about uh -huh. comes from okay. the home. Okay, right, right. That class yes. does. Yes. The the other class is, is again based on economics. You have the rich, 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 rich. By the way, the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Then <laughs> like I was saying in our neighborhood we were surrounded we were sandwiched between middle class. White people. Did you play with the children on the block? Oh, yes. We had a playground. Everybody yeah. played with everybody. The story that you told when we first met, mm -hmm. uh, we haven't discussed that yet. And I, oh, okay. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was when you moved in or which dress on St. Louis Avenue, but you said when the bus went by. Yeah, that was that, yeah. All right, would you tell that story? When the bus went by, we did not want people on the bus because the bus basically was the, your your mode of travel. Then really was by public service bus because uh -huh. you didn't have all these private cars and stuff like that then. Because everybody was just kind of kind of economically poor, you know. Mm -hmm. So most people rode the bus. So the chaos bus started at city limits, which at that time was was it was farther than Kings Highway. It was. It was, it was way down. It was way down. So all of that was white. So, and the cast bus went straight downtown. Okay. So people got on that bus. We're all white. And when they, and we never, and, and the street was beautiful. The houses were well kept. The yards were well kept. Because we used to go streetcar riding or bus riding on Sundays. Dress up and go bus riding. With your family? Our friends, anybody. Yeah, right. Okay, this afternoon recreation. Some of you come out of church. What are we going to do this? Let's go bus riding, you know, like that. And it was a way to learn the city also. But anyway, yeah, the, on the people on the bus, whether it was Sunday through Saturday, whatever, uh, we never wanted them because it was always that myth that black folks were dirty and nasty and so forth and so on. So we wanted to dispel that myth. So we made sure our little, our little section of St. Louis Avenue, all of the parents on, on both sides of the street, always made sure that our yards were clean, the grass was cut. We had stone steps. My mother had us out there every Saturday scrubbing those stone steps. In our little plot of grass yard that we had, there was a little picket fence painted white. Grass was always cut. We had little flowers. Um, our curtains on, were always clean because we never wanted people on that bus to look at the outward appearance of where we lived and be able to say, niggas live there. Like for, they were when black then it was niggas. Niggas live there. Niggas live there. Unless they actually saw us, then they didn't know if they were still in a white neighborhood or not. So we made sure, we made sure that that outward appearance, you know, whether they saw us or not, that outward appearance would be right in keeping of what they've seen all along. 
coming down through there. Is that extra pressure for you all? And, and oh, it's just that pride. pride. Just that pride, pride. because Not when you pressure, get... Pride. No, just pride. With people across the street, you're talking about there was maybe two or three families that were black. Well, the, the, no, the whole cross, cross street from where we were were, were um, uh, a, apartment, no, no uh, flats. We, we lived, the house we lived in was like, a, well, it was a flat, but it wasn't row, row, a row, row. Well, you, you said other people, so I thought it was like the parents. You meant your parents. All of the parents. Oh, all black of them. parents? Oh, yeah. yeah. All of us, well, in this little sec particular mm -hmm. section, we were black. Yeah. Both sides of the street were black. You know, but you, but on your block there were also white people. Right, yes. right, just this right. Little just this little section here. So uh -huh. we we didn't we wanted we didn't want anybody to think we were we wanted and it was always well kept, well kept. Middle middle class whites really believed in keeping their property. How, how did you all decide to to move on a street that was? Uh, Schools, 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 you know, close to a school. Because mm -hmm, we're right down the street from the school. Can you, you, can you remember the, the uh, um, uh, inside of the house? Can you describe it? My house? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's just a three room. It was a two story, what do you call a two story flat? It was a two story flat. Our room, our, our we lived upstairs. So, you know, we had the Three rooms in the back. We always lived with, and from the south, you always have a living room, you always have a bedroom, and you always have a kitchen. So wherever we moved, there was always at least three rooms. I've never lived in any place less than three rooms in the back. Less than three rooms in the back. So yeah, we lived upstairs. We had a front porch where you could go out on the front porch. You go out on the front porch, you dress up and clean up and go out there and look intelligent. <laughs> ah, woo. And then the people downstairs, you know, that was your downstairs porch. And you, you know, to come upstairs, you'd have to come in that way. But, you know, respected everybody. They would be on their side, and we knew to be on our side. But you respected everybody on their side. It was just a regular house. We kept it clean. We kept it clean. What caused us to move and get into our own house was the fact that you know, down south they have that thing about owning property. They really believe in owning property. And what happened in the house that we were renting was uh, uh, the. Are you, would you like this stuff? Mm -hmm. I'm fine. The, uh, the man didn't pay the electric bill, the, the, the landlord did not pay. So they cut the electric off. And, um, we called him. We, we didn't have any electric. And he came out to the house. At this time, my mom and dad were divorced, so it was just my mom with the three children. And it was the way he talked to my mom. He talked to my mom like, like she was a dog or something. And uh, this was the, the owner, you know, the landlord. And, and she was just saying, but you know, I don't have any electricity. You know, the refrigerator, we couldn't refrigerate our food. Um, we we um, couldn't turn on our radio. We, we just, she was just saying, it, and she was so Christian-like. And I think he took that Christian-like to weakness. 
So I spoke up, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the mouthy one. So I said, you don't talk to my mother like that. You know, we don't have any electricity, blah, 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 mouthy. And she was saying, you be shut up. Anyway, when he left, my mother said, well, when you own your own place, then you don't have to deal with this. So we start looking for houses, and I was teaching then. So we just started looking for houses, and we found the one that we have now, which is the same house, because I, I haven't moved out of the neighborhood at all. And she, you know, if now if I had listened to my mother, I'd, I'd, own, if I'd own the houses on either side of me, but I didn't. So anyway, that's that. Did you ever want to live any place else? Not really, not really. Not really. Um, not really. Do you go all over the city, or do you stay? Basically there. What do you mean, go all over the city? Well, are you comfortable going different places? Uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. Pretty comfortable. Not not as comfortable uh, now as years ago because of the higher crime rate. You know, people just shoot folks for no reason nowadays. So. You're more cautious, but in terms of of being scared, not not really. But then, see, I'm just not a scary person. I, I just am not a scary person. If I were a very scary person, I think it would be different. But but I'm not. Never have been really. So. Um. But anyway, that's that that was the pride there. That's what yeah. was the pride there. Did your um. Your father being in World War One, was he ever uh, involved in a Tom Powell post? My husband was. Oh, your husband. He was in World War Two, and he was a Tom Powell post person. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna see him march and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was real proud of being a Tom Powell post guy. We were real proud of him too. Yeah. Yeah. Where Where was he? Or what did he do during the war? In the Navy. He was in the Navy. Maybe. Did he see any action? Yeah, he was on a destroyer. A destroyer. He was on a destroyer. Mm -hmm. And and the Navy at the time he it was he was a, he was very miserable. He did not enjoy his stay in the service. Um, they were on a destroyer. He was on a destroyer, and they were very very. Now the Army was prejudiced. But the Navy was was worse, so they were they were treated very very badly. Oh, and 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 just really and so a couple of times he went AWOL. They had to come and get him, which of course was against his record. But it was just he said it was just unbearable, just unbearable the way they they treated them in the Navy. But he chose the Navy because he volunteered. They didn't draft him, he volunteered and went on to the Navy. So, he, and he never really talked about it. He never, I never could really get him to talk about his experience in the service in World War II, and it was because of that. What do you think that you and your husband, did you have more than one child? Mm -mm. What do you think he handed, like you tell me what your mother handed Mm -hmm. My husband. What do you think you and your husband handed on down to your daughter? daughter okay, from him, because he was a he was a real 
sort of easygoing, laid-back type of guy. He, uh, he didn't believe in arguing, things of that nature. If you have a, if there's a, a, a problem, you talk it out. So my daughter never really saw us arguing or fussing back and forth. But like we were talking the other day, she said she could tell when something was wrong. Um, but she never really, my daughter has been surrounded with love, love. And it was not that uh, daddy and I got along perfectly all the time, because we didn't. We were from opposite ends of the pole. He was like a street guy, and I'm like a church guy, lady. But we would come together for that, for our child. So she's, she's very easygoing. You have to really push her to make her angry. My husband was the same way. Daddy was the same way. You, you ooh, but you had to really push him. That girl, when you pushed him, um, he was in town. This two interesting experiences. He was in town, Powell Post. Okay, and you know when you're in a drum and bugle corps like that, you always have ladies who follow them. You know, ladies. So they. Uh, it was funny. One time they were going to they because they were excellent and they were in the contest. This contest was in Belleville. They were in Belleville. So the, the, the ladies that follow those guys, uh, we wives got together, decided we were going to go this time. So we, 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 we didn't tell the guys till the last minute. You know, we let them know, oh, we're going this time. They were nervous. <laughs> they were. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got over to Belleville, which is where, where it was going to be. And here were the ladies, and, and the poor little guys were nervous, and the poor little ladies were nervous, and, and we were very cool, we were very cool, very cool. <laughs> they, uh, they came in second place, they were good. So anyway. The real life behind the Tom Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. They did look good in those uniforms. But anyway, um, so. so, so when, when they were kids, they were, you know, if you were in, if your father was in, like if you had your or if you're in the service, right? Right, but mm -hmm. I'm saying uh, the lady that I talked to, her, I guess her, her father must have been in because as a kid, her brothers were in the drum and bugle oh, corps. Really? Right. So they had an adult men's drum and bugle corps. Also. Uh, well, 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 Daddy and them would be yeah. Well, they were the older guys, mm -hmm. but if you were in the service, though, you're you could get in even if your father wasn't. Yeah, but I mean, you could be part of the Tom Pal Post, but everybody wasn't in the drum and bugle. Oh, no, 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 no. So he was in the drum and bugle. He was in the drum and bugle. So he had a children's and an adult drum and bugle thing. Well, no, let's, well, let's see. They had, let's see, Tom Pal Post, they had the guys that were in the drum and bugle corps. Oh, yeah, then those guys had children. And they were in the junior. Yes. They called them the junior. Oh, I forget what you call them. The juniors. Yeah, they were the juniors. But my husband then would be the older guys. Right. They would be the old. Right. That's World War II. They would be the older guys. Anyway, anyway, a little later on at home, we were at home. I was at home. We were at home because I had, did I have my child then? I don't, 
no, no, I, I, no, I didn't have, I didn't have my child then. We no, no, we, we didn't have any children then. <laughs> we were old, and uh, well, if you were a Tom Powell Post guy, you were, you were, you know, you're supposed to be, yeah, you know, cool dudes and all that old stuff. And see, he he uh, hung out at at uh, um, what's the guy's name? Anyway, it was a tavern. It was a very popular tavern on uh, Sarah and Finney, right, Sarah and Finney, because he was a Sarah Street guy. Anyway, nigga. <laughs> anyway, uh, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Okay, that was that was the hangout for Tom Powell Post. And, and uh, so, you know, you always got the ladies. So one evening, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. So I was home, and, and we stayed with my mom. I did not leave my mom. Uh, at the house, my mom was very, very vulnerable, so I didn't leave her at the house. Naive, I should say. Anyway, girl, I'm sitting up there looking. Did we have TV then? Yeah, yeah. And here comes this little knock at the door. So it was a lady and her, her girlfriend. So she wanted to know, did Ed Flowers live here? I said, well, yeah, he sure does. Um, well, I want to see him. I said, well, he's not here right now going back to class now. So I said, may I help you? Well, he blah, 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 blah. She was mad at him about something. She said he had done something, blah, blah, blah. I said, I tell you what, why don't you just come on in? Come on in and have a seat, okay? And she said, well, and her girlfriend said, hey, let's go. She said, I said, no, come on in and have a seat. He'll be in shortly, I'm sure. And whatever the problem is, you two can work it out. <laughs> Girl, got him. So she came in, and I tried to talk to her, and I said, well, I just made just conversation, just conversation. And her girlfriend kept saying, Girl, let's go, let's go. <laughs> I said, oh, no, he'll be here, Charlotte. Just take your time. He'll, he'll just relax, make yourself at home. Blah, blah, blah. My mother was in the back, and I was hoping she'd stay in the back. <laughs> I don't want to come up and hear that. It's pretty soon, girl. Pretty soon, honey. Key in the door. Hey, girl. And opened that door and looked up and saw those two ladies. Now, you talking about somebody. I think he could have just died. And I was just so gracious. I said, these young ladies came to see you. This lady here. Um, really wants to speak to you, so I tell you what, I'll just go in the back and you all can work it out. <laughs> You're all well in the back. I went back there five minutes before they were gone, you know. I didn't ask him anything, he didn't say anything, but I want you to know, honey, after that, oh, girl, uh, I had no more visitors. And the guys that know Ed said that what happened is that Harry, when he got back on Sarah Street, he read that whole street and told him, don't you ever. His house, his home was his castle. And no one had been not ever invade his castle and disturb his family. Girl, it was so funny. They told me Ed, and when Ed would get excited or anything, he'd talk real fast. And I used to tease him. I said, you talk like a nigga Jew. Because, you know, Jews can really rattle, you know, go real fast. Honey, he would get to talk about the They said, the girl, they said, Ed really, really performed. But I tell you, after that, I had no more trouble. And the ladies used to call there. They used to call, 
No more calls, no more visits, nothing, nothing from him. But see, they had pushed him, they had invaded his home, and, and you don't do that to him. Then one other time, that's the only other time I really saw Ed angry. He, just, he had been out, and he came home, and he didn't say anything. We kept a gun in the, uh, in the 